Welcome to Chasing the Chaos. Where like the storm chasers, we chase the chaos of the storm. We take the mayhem of mainstream media and spice it up with an interesting twist. Honey, like close the windows, we're flying by like Inglewood. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's literally on our hands because of what we did. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This all is right. getting chaotic. Everybody, welcome to another Chasing the Chaos. It's your guy, Live Zone here. And we know that we got Monkey the Wise with us. Monkey, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. It, it feels good to be here with you three right now. I know we don't have X because of some scheduling issues, but we have a new member to announce. Miss Jordan, I won't say your last name without consent. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Um, thank you guys so much for having me on. My name is Jordan De Silva, and I'm excited to start this conversation. Yeah, yeah, we're really grateful to have you, Jordan, here. Thank yeah, you. I remember. Yeah. I remember last week we were talking about. You know, we really want to add like a female to our podcast, but and, not any female. And we wanted we wanted somebody that like knew what they were doing, mm -hmm. but could also contribute to something different on the team. And that's why I personally pushed out for you. And then he started to see it. And yeah. then after that, we ran into it. Well, thank you for getting me involved. Let's get, let's get chaotic. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. So Monkey. Yeah. Why are we here? What are we doing? What's what's the story we got today? Well, you know, the show is called Chasing the Chaos, and I don't think we'd really have a show if there wasn't some chaos, and there's some <laughs> chaos brewing. Uh, TikTok, is there a banning coming? According to CBS News, the U.S. and Canada have banned the use of government-issued mobile devices that have the downloaded social media app of TikTok. Monday, we reported federal agencies have 30 days to ensure TikTok is not installed on any government devices. So this follows growing concerns of cybersecurity due to the Chinese-owned TikTok app. Bytendence is the company that owns TikTok and has strongly denied the use of data sharing or mining its customers customer information with the Chinese government. So is China watching you or collecting information on you? What should the end goal be to be able to combat and protect users from being watched or observed? I mean, to be honest, I just think we should get rid of it. I just, I'm sick of it. I can't see any more kids doing, I don't know what it is. Is it the Dougie now? I don't know. It's, it's not the Dougie okay. anymore. <laughs> a little outdated for me. I just, I don't. I just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of indifferent about it, but I rather, like, I don't care that Chinese is, the Chinese is spying on me. I really don't, but. Well, they're not spying on you directly, right? Because you don't even have TikTok. Oh, yeah, I don't even have it. But, like, right. I'm saying in general. Like, I don't, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I'm indifferent. What do you think, Jordan? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different standpoints and takes I could get on this, but I, yeah. I personally believe that, um, I, I believe that China is either watching or collecting information based off of the consumers. 100%. Um, in a way to combat that, maybe recommending um, a VPN. That would work. Okay. Yeah. So, like, my thing is, is, like, what important information are they really getting from mm -hmm. the TikTok base? Um, that's actually a really good question because like Marcus says, like there is so much on TikTok, yeah. like it's almost hard to, to specify it down as to what data and analytics would be beneficial for the Chinese yeah, government. Yeah, like what, you're gonna like watch like 
dancing things are you going to watch? The, the, the way that I see it, right, mm-hmm. is I see it as a marketing standpoint. So for like little businesses that you own, like your side thing that you got going on, TikTok is the best way to put yourself out there. Right. And so for me personally, I do agree with getting rid of the bullshit that's behind the marketing standpoint of it, like the dancing and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. the musically stuff that people still do for no reason. But I still think it should be a marketing standpoint for little businesses because of what it brings and how beneficial it is to those businesses. See, um, that's interesting. Um, but it, it makes me think about like the specific sides of TikTok and what sides you encounter based on what you are consuming um, and based on your interests. So I know um, you're interested in marketing, correct? Well, yeah, first. So like I do all my sports stuff like Throughout that, if you watch so, Live Zone Sports, you broadcasting know. media, yeah. representing yourself, making yeah. a platform. Correct. Um, I think TikTok is a fantastic way to do that. But I also think that TikTok is a great way um, to develop community, uh, to make friends. Exactly. And um, share baselines of common interests based on literally anything. You well, know, if you like dancing, you can find thousands of people on the internet that love to do that same right. dance. Or if you say, I fucking hate this economic stage of the world right now. You could find so many people that also agree with that. But can we agree to get rid of like the weird parts about TikTok? Bro, I agree. Like the fury, the furry porn and like the weird anime stuff. Like, no, that's on TikTok. There's all this weird ass stuff on TikTok. It's getting bad, like. It's It's bad. bad. It's bad. And like, can those people at least get banned? Like, I don't know about like government devices or whatever, but there's just Mm. so much garbage on there. And I guess there's garbage on everything. Miscommunication, misinformation can also be spread. Right. That's true. Which could be a link as to why um, this whole thing is an issue to begin with. Right. In regards to government. Well, well, I can see why they're trying to ban it because it looks like the Chinese government is trying to hide something by banning the u.s and stuff like that do you think that or do they just want people to get off their phones and do their job i uh, could be why (laughs) it could be why it's it's probably x y and b x y and z sorry it's probably x y and z it's probably abc it's probably all the above but the fact is is that you know we're at this point now where you know it's so far out there where it's like, you know, we don't like them and they don't like us that it has, like, they think it has to be towards that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I guess it does help that argument, but it could help yours. Like you said, you know, get off your phone, do your job, do your thing. You know what I mean? Like it could be that as well. I've always wanted to, and I I don't think I've told many people this, but like growing up as a kid, I always thought I was going to marry like a beautiful Chinese woman. I swear, like, my whole life, I always thought that. So, no, I, like, it's cool, man. Like, I, I dig China. Like, I think China's got a rich culture, some beautiful people, and some, like, great things to learn. But with the whole government just being kind of, like, not that chill right now and stuff like that, um, I don't know. Maybe we could, like, just be more observant or have some kind of like cyber security because more, more cautious of our data yeah like just it being protected because i guess now like tiktok is also saying that like anybody under the age of 18 is only going to have like an hour i don't know if you guys saw this I didn't. um anyone who's under the age of 18 can only have an hour a day of tiktok that's 
an actual thing that they are proposing it to is. do. Again, I don't just get rid of it, man. I don't. No one cares about the the whip. It's it's. The whip? It's it's mind-boggling as to how, like, a few years ago, TikTok wasn't a thing. And now our whole borderlines, like, aspects of our whole society are structured around TikTok. Well, you you did have... You yeah. did have other things that were like TikTok at the time for all the yeah, like for all musically. the goofy for all the goofy people that do all Vine. that stuff. You have you have musically for the Vine. for for the marketing standpoint. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> she just did the craziest <laughs> white girl dance move. <laughs> but for the for the marketing standpoint, you know, Vine was a the start of looking at TikTok as a marketing standpoint. It, right. it came from Vine. So I mean, I guess it just depends where where you're like where you're like stemmed from in the TikTok world, but they took all of these things and they put it into one. And now it's just like a guessing game. And that's why we have these problems like this. I mean, couldn't we just copy TikTok? Like, couldn't just like an American tech company just kind of like- Would it be as good? Would you have as many people there? Why would you separate? Well, if you allowed like the the fur, uh, the anime and furry stuff, furry <laughs> stuff, I think people would probably why, hop on. Why would you separate one part of the world from another one. What do you mean? Why because it- like, like if you say if you let's say if we ban TikTok and everything, right? Yeah. That other half of the world is still going to have TikTok. So right. if if you're and looking at it as a marketing base, but we're wor- but we're worried about China stealing our information. So if we have our own thing without any kind of Chinese company interference, then so you like think that's the solution. Being so you think, base? I think so it's a start. Technology. So you yeah. think yeah. so you think that the U.S. should own it. Is that what you're saying? I think a U.S. company should own some type of form of a TikTok because I think if that is the problem with China stealing or data mining our information, if that's the problem, then yeah, just create a ripoff. I mean, I mean, I'm TikTok already did it with uh, Musically, so you're right, right? Uh, yeah, if they can copy the, the see, Musically did it all fine. Uh, well, but like TikTok, chi- think- chi- it's it's China that owns TikTok, right? So a company in China, yeah, a company in China. By they've done their job so well to make TikTok like. It Where was it is today. TV. Like you have to watch it every second of every day. Like you never want to get off your phone. They did that. So now you need a company in the US to be like, oh, well, we have their blueprint on what they did for TikTok. Right. Let's do that here. And that's the problem. I think that's the reason why we haven't gotten a US version of TikTok is because nobody has that blueprint that they have. That's Got interesting. It. Got it. But anyways, that's been all for this segment. Next, we're going to get into something way different in a way different category. So, How do you say it, Jordan? How do you say it? Alex Murda. Alex Murda. <laughs> Murda. Murda. What a great last name. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, definitely something. stay tuned for more. Everybody, welcome back to Chasing the Chaos, where we just talked about the TikTok banning. Now we're going to get into a very popular murder that has happened. So, Monkey, what we got? Yeah, so uh, former South Carolina lawyer Alexander Murda has been convicted and found guilty of the murder of his wife and son. Now, this case has garnered mainstream attention and caught the American public by storm as the court case has been highly publicized and dominated through the news and media cycles. Now convicted killer Alex Murdoch took the witness stand. He had one big job to do. Murdoch was moved from this jail to a Department of Corrections Evaluation Center nearby. Please hurry. 
We're getting somebody out there to you. Now, the Murdas were a prominent family in the 14th district of South Carolina, where the Murdas had a long social and economic standing with an established generational history of practicing law and owning their own law firm. The suspicious part, guys, about that Alexander Murda story is how many deaths have been connected or soon to be connected to the powerful Southern family from 2014 to the present. The murder and story was highlighted on Netflix, Murda Murders, a Southern Scandal. How much deeper does the rabbit hole go? And what are your guys' thoughts on the case and verdict? I think that this is just the beginning. We're beginning to unravel so much um, abuse, so much lies are coming to the surface, so much neglect, um, not only of people, but of neglect of the judicial system. There's there's a lot of um, deep-rooted controversy in here. Um, I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Mike. I just, I just, I watched the Netflix thing the other day. Like my friend like forced me to watch it. And it was unbelievable to see like, first there was obviously like the the boat incident where people who don't know, um, Alex's son, Paul, I believe. Yep, Paul Murda was driving the boat. Right, he was driving the boat um, with a group of friends who were drunk. Um, and one of the friends, uh, what was her name? Mal- I, I know about this. Yeah. Um, well, do you know her name? Yes. Her name was Mallory. Okay. Mallory. She like had was fallen in, off the boat she, suspiciously. Um, so in accordance with the, the police report, yeah. um, there was five people, I believe five or six people on the boat. Yep. Paul was driving. Yeah. Um, very intoxicated, very hostile, aggressive. The other men on the boat were insisting that Paul shouldn't be driving, um, which caused Paul to become even more erratic, mm-hmm. um, which caused him to um, either accelerate the boat really quickly or turn the boat really fast, causing two people to be ejected from the back of the boat, which um, is Mallory and her boyfriend at the time. I forget his name. Um, but he was in the documentary. He was in the yeah. documentary. And unfortunately, at the time of this incident, Mallory received um, sustained head trauma and unfortunately drowned. And that's how she that's passed crazy. away. And they were looking that's for insane. for a couple of weeks and things like that. Um, yeah, the, the search took about one week and they found her body um, uh, 100 feet or not 100 feet, but uh, decent miles, um, decent distance away. Yeah. From where the scene um, took place. And like the interesting thing was it didn't stop there. So like Alex. Oh, it just gets yeah, started. It just, it was, and that wasn't even the first incident, really. No, the first incident was before that in like 2015. And also it's important to note that um, it's speculated right now that that is not a murder, but it is a homicide on Paul. That's crazy. Oh, really? Is that what they're thinking? I meant not a like a manslaughter charge on right. on Paul, but it wasn't um it's it wasn't suspected to be a premeditated murder as in these other ones have been um, right. So that was the boat incident. So there was another event, and I believe it was 2015, 2014, somewhere around that time. Where so there is a brother that they've had. He's still living right now. He's, they, yes. He goes by Buster. Yes. And Buster was rumored to maybe have some kind of extracurricular relationship with a schoolmate at school 
who was gay, who was openly, openly gay, gay in the South, which is already a death sentence of his own. I, I can't yeah. believe it was easy or something like that at all. Um, he had ran out of gas or something like that, and he was found murdered, right? He was killed. Yeah, so- They say um, he was hit by a car, but then there was other injuries there as was, well, Jordan? There was immediate foul play detected um, when they discovered the body. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, this young boy was laying out in, in the middle of road in a- um, a very deserted area yeah. Um, where there's not a lot of common flow traffic. Um, you could tell that there was foul play involved. Right. Um, which there's is, like a head injury or something. Um, I'm, there could have been. Yeah. I, I don't really recall all the forensic analysis, but um, I do know that there has been rumored connection that this murder has um, connection with Buster. Okay, so in the Murdoch family. So those two, right? So one in twenty fifteen and then the boat one was a little bit more recently too. Yeah. Both of those have kind of were hush hush by the Murdoch the Murdoch family. Yeah. Um people close in town have said that Alex had his hands all on the uh first trial, was was even volunteering to act as a lawyer or something for the first trial or whatever. Or not yeah. the trial, but for a very manipulative yeah. scene here. Yeah, very a lot of social influence and things like that. And then there was a third instance, Jordan. Yes. Do you want to speak on it or should I? Um, are you talking about the maid? Yeah, or? I'm talking about the maid now. So we have two murders so far, third one. Okay, yeah. So um, I can talk about that. Yeah, that go ahead. It was suspected um, that the maid, uh, I apologize, apologies, I don't remember the name, um, but it was suspected that she actually, while she was cleaning, she discovered... Um, a dirty little secret of Alex's, which was his opioid addiction. She right. was finding lots of drugs being um, stashed and hidden. Um, but out of fret for her job and her security, she didn't want to tell um, Maggie, who was the wife. The wife. Yeah. So she told Paul. Um, the son. The son. Yes, the youngest son, um, which kind of influenced Alex into detoxing, um, mm-hmm. which could also. Um, be a purpose or a motive um, to why the maid is no longer here. She knew too much. Well, and that's the, insane. Well, the way she died, brother, was that she had apparently had fallen off some stairs and slipped. And that's what there's like a phone call with Maggie, um, the wife of Alex Murda, stating that's like what happened. And again, like he countersued himself like in every instance, bro, they have put themselves in the middle of it. He countersued himself because it was on his property. So the family could get some money, but the family was in the interview and they're saying, Oh no, no, no. We didn't get a fucking cent of it. When he's talking about the family, he's talking about the Uh, maid's family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's three. Um, And then Alex in the most recent one killed his wife and son. It was allegedly, but now he's been found guilty yeah, of that. I mean, there's lots of evidence that can link him to the scene at the time of the incident. Right. And then, and then after that had happened, it gets a, even a little bit more crazier uh, live zone. Um, there was a, he got shot after, I think he was like bailed out or whatever. And he had gotten shot in the head, but they, they came to find out that apparently he had set up the whole thing. It was a setup. It was wow. a setup. Yeah. By his wow. opioid drug dealer. That's that's like going it's three like steps of ahead. Ozark. That's and insane. It, um, I remember in the documentary, it paid attention to a point <laughs> that said, Alex Murdaugh is not studying law. He is studying how to steal money. 
um, which is completely evident. Every single, every single thing he's been doing has been in efforts of either manipulating or somehow taking control over the situation so it benefits him and his firm. Right. It's crazy. Like his, the own Murdaugh law firm kicked him out because they found millions of dollars missing. Yeah. Millions of dollars missing. And that, uh, thing and that, that didn't get him in trouble right there? Well, I know. I know he has like some counts he still has to like answer to. Because also, they're still building a case. So you're right when you say it's just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, they don't know where that money went. They don't? Wow. No, they don't. Because what he stated, Jordan, was that it all went to his drug addictions. And then they oh. like did... Um, remember the guy who had shot him? Yeah. He had all these other nefarious prices. Checks, yeah. yeah. He had like yeah. checks written out. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of... Um, there's so much forensic analysis that comes into this case, not only like just with the physicality of the autopsies, mm-hmm. but the financial literacy of, of it all. It, it, it dives deep. It's getting chaotic. And, and last point I just really want to like say real quick is, man, I looked at this guy in the eyes, Jordan. We talked about this a little off air before, yeah. but it's like, bro, there's like nothing there. It's like yeah. he's trying to hide how awful he is and that's that's does that make sense it it makes a hundred percent sense um and that's honestly similar to some of the jurors claims yeah um they they could say that they were observing him turn on and off his emotions he was manipulative um and back to his eyes it it looked like he was just a, a monster in a human shell it looks like he's done something bad he's seen something bad he's it's just You'll have to see it for yourself. Yeah, just, I, so his his eyes tell you right there that yeah. he's guilty. Yeah, uh-huh. for a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. I I can yeah, I can just tell by the story that you guys are talking about. Yeah, that, like yeah, that's that's a no go. Yeah, wild shit, man. Guilty for at least something. He's not a yeah. not a clean sleep. I'm still a little confused and fuzzy about why he killed Paul and his wife. I um, I'm is there a is there a, there a could theory? Be, um. I was thinking, like, just as a personal viewer, um, my opinion, I, I think it was um, a, just a bottle-up overflow of emotion. Right. After, um, I think it had to do with Alex being forcefully, um, like, taken off of opioids and also um, a lot of these swept-under-the-rug murders weren't highlighted until Paul's incident came to the surface. Right. So Paul's incident kind of shook up the rug, causing people to Paul, dive deeper. Yeah, right. And which could be a motive um, for him to kill his son. And um, it was stated by um, the wife's sister that when she showed up to the scene, Alex said, quote unquote, I don't know who did this, but it looks like they've been thinking about it for a long time. And that's that's the thing that could have been saw seen in his eyes. You know, what I mean, that that's crazy. There's a lot. Of, it's it's crazy how much information people can find out. You're right. Like just by like documents and everything like that. Yeah. So with that being said, we're gonna head to the next segment. I hope you guys are enjoying because I know we are. So yeah. stay tuned for more. What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jordan, and I am accompanied by my two friends here, and I want to introduce you to Chaotic Crime of the Week. I got a doozy one for you guys today. Actually, just a crazy one. So a man was wearing an ankle monitor, 
as he robbed a bank of $754, scrawling a demand note on the back of his own birth certificate and giving it to the bank. Michael Conley Lloyd, 30, reportedly said he robbed a Bank of America in Springfield, Missouri, in order to prove a point to his girlfriend. He is now locked up, and I want to show you guys the picture of this beautiful, beautiful gentleman, as you see. My man is cracked up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's having some issues here, man. Um, Just kind of a chaotic, random thing. I mean, it makes you kind of think maybe drugs are involved when you're writing your maybe? demand note <laughs> maybe <laughs> on a birth certificate it's just it's not a good it's, look man um what do you mean it's not a good look he's proving <laughs> that he loves his girlfriend he would go to the extent in which he would rob $740 from a bank and not even just that he was like here here's my name as well yeah, you can have my birth certificate just look on the back side of it think, <laughs> what if a man did ever... this for, what if a man did this for you jordan would this like kind of prove <laughs> Would this be a proving point? Um, yeah, it would prove to me that they're insane. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, so you wouldn't be impressed by this? Um, no, but considering, <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of girl he's got, but maybe she's like all for it. Yeah, like she was like, if you really want to like prove your love to me, you, you better go steal, rob a bank. You gotta go <laughs> steal seven hundred and forty dollars and make sure it's on the back of that goddamn birth certificate. Birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn. No. You know what? I think. We should all give him a little bit of a golf clap because to be honest with you, to be honest with you, this guy right here is the modern day Romeo. And I guess oh I'm just not enough nah, of a we man. Ain't going that far. No. We ain't going no, that far. No, that's too nah. chaotic. No, nah, he, Jordan is, was he is the chaotic Romeo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, Jordan is right. He pro- he proved a point. It's and a modern day love story. Call yeah, Lady yeah, Trump. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They got problems. <laughs> this was like La La Land if, if if all the actors did crack. So that's pretty. Good. Just go to L.A. You'll find a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So this was the chaotic crime of the week. Goes to our boy in Missouri. Plants and artificial joints. Millions of patients' lives are transformed every year through the use of biomaterials giving them better vision, new heart valves, stronger teeth, improved mobility, and much more. So according to Lucia Papadalis of the website Interesting Engineering, scientists at San Diego University have invented a new biomaterial that can be injected to reduce inflammation in tissue and repair cells. Now, the new material was tested in rodents. The material was found to help treat issues such as traumatic brain injuries, heart attacks, and arterial hypertension. What does this mean for the future of health and humanity? And what are the views as well on animal testing? Is it necessary or do we as humans have a moral responsibility to find better, more humane way to test our drugs and health methods on something other than animals? You know, I think this is a great point. I'm happy Mm. to be a part of this discussion. Um, First of all, I think this is, uplifting news for humanity and healthcare. I think um, it's important to um, do whatever we can to modernize and advance um, medicines and technologies to help people. Um, When it comes to testing on animals, I'm a little biased. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I prefer whenever I go shopping, I do look for products and qualities of products that are not tested on animals, but I'm curious, um, as to what you guys think about that. Monkey? I mean, 
you you brought up a good point, Jordan, about just it being so important for yeah. like human development and things like that. My problem is too about the animals that like are they are we sacrificing them in a proper way? Like, or does this give their life start, a meaning? We could start doing human testing on on people um, that have like life in prison, like Alex Murdoch. Uh, that, but that's a great. That's a. I mean, I like that. I like that. That sounds like going a black back to episode. the other segment. I, I mean, like if you're getting the death penalty, let's just run some tests. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Lizon? Should we be testing on animals? What do you think about what Jordan said about the whole prison concept too? Uh, I don't. I, I don't personally know what a better way is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do I think that animals is the right way? I don't know. It's a, it depends on the animal for me. Right. So like. Oh, how are you supposed to base a rodent off of a human? I guess we're very similar to them. I mean, just are ask we Takashi. Though? Are yeah. we? <gasps> I know. I know. I stole your joke from earlier. <laughs> Man really just stole my joke. <laughs> were you going to say something about that? No, I wasn't. But maybe I was. <laughs> but are we, are we really that similar? Like, I, I don't know. I just... When it, when it comes to genetic testing... I find it interesting how um, we started doing it on animals first. I think it corresponds and correlates with a lack of empathy. Um, Could be, yeah. I I uh, agree with that. A lack of empathy, but also it's it's kind of difficult because it it can tie into um, are these are these animals cognitive like. it's it's difficult to speak for animals and such and yeah. stuff like that. It, it's it's definitely a hard subject to like talk about because it's yeah. like you know there's so many variables there. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know what I would do instead of like animals. But yeah. I, I just don't think that animals is the right way to go about the testing. I think maybe um, maybe if there was a a possibility of like collecting samples of live cells, introducing them to the medication and observing the reactions in which the cells behave. Yo, now, she's smart as shit. Yeah, now, <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that or respond to that, but I'm going to just nod my head. Yes, yeah. Jordan. Yes, yeah, Dr. Jordan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like Jesus I'm in science class. Christ. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Right. I mean, but is it like, I'll, I'll kind of play like devil's advocate. Is it necessary for us to test on animals? Like it kind seems of. like it is, right? It, yeah. Like it's kind of like a dick move by humanity, but like <laughs> exactly. we might have to do it. I don't want to be the dick. No one wants to be the dick. No one wants to be I the mean, dick, but guess what, Jordan? Someone has to always be the dick. Without dicks, <laughs> there's nothing in this world, but just vaginas. Yo. And we all need right, to have penises. All right, all we need right. to have penises in the world. I'm sorry. All right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Am got, I wrong? First we got Hitler conversation last in that last episode and now we got this. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think there are better ways that humans can test drugs and health methods. Um but as of now, I think animal testing is not gonna stop. Oh yeah. Oh, I, no. I, no, no, no. I don't think no. it's gonna stop, but I think that there should be a like, like everything starts somewhere, right? right? So if we could get something to be like, that's a first step, then yeah. I would be like, oh, okay, 
All right. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's definitely not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you. All right. Well, I mean, do you have anything else to say on this segment? No, I'm, I'm good to go, man. Negative on me, soldier. Yeah. All right. So that's been this segment. Uh, stay tuned for the last segment of our second episode and Jordan's first episode. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So a few weeks ago, a video surfaced of a hero. His name is Adolfo Molina. Now, in this show, we talk about a lot of controversial things, but we always want to end it on some kind of good note. I think we're all in agreement. There's still some good in the world here and yeah. there, right? Very yeah. little, so, but yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan, you have a story about this hero, Adolfo Molina. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit more for our audience? Yeah, of course. So, um, last week, a video surfaced that was immediately retweeted and shared through the internet of a man named Adolfo Molina. Fearlessly running across four lanes of traffic across I-93 in Lawrence, Mass, to rescue an unconscious woman in the middle of the road as her car was driving slowly on the side of the road. Um, Apparently, he was driving back from the airport, and here's some audio of that new story. He is Adolfo Molina, a hero who jumped into action to save a driver on 93. When they got up to the car... Right away, he saw that the woman was like unconscious, like with her head tipping down. Unaware that a stranger was recording the entire thing, Molina says he knew he had to help. Something in his mind said, go help. So he like just got out of the car and did what he needed to do. It was like a sign of God. God sent him to do that mission. So what are your initial thoughts on Molina's bravery? And what do you think you would honestly do in that position if you witnessed it in real time? I think, to be honest, we'd all hope that we would do what he did. (laughs) Now, hope? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's like best case scenario, right? Like, we don't get hit by a car flying 80 miles per hour and we're able to help the unconscious woman. I mean, I, I would hope that I would do the same thing. I don't know if I would. I really don't know. It's kind of like that fight or flight. Like, yeah. what are you going to do in this situation? So, like, my hat's off go to him. And like his sister said, he he kind of has, like, it seems like a higher calling with God yeah. to do these type of things. Um, Jordan, it, what do you think? It seems like a um, right moment, right time right, type exactly. of situation. Right. Um, if I was him, I don't think I would personally get out of my car and run. Right. Um, I would probably call nine one one. Um, and then observe the situation, see what other people are doing. Um, but the fact that he was able to say, you know what, fuck that, fuck waiting. I'm helping this woman now. It says a lot about his character and his demeanor and um, his whole characteristic as a person. Like your sister said, thank God. Yeah, yeah. for real. I I agree with what both of y'all are saying on that. Um, do I think that I would go out and do the same thing? Uh, probably not the same thing, but I would definitely try to help in whatever way that I could. Yeah. Uh, like you said, with the 911 thing or whatever. Yeah. If I had a Red Bull that day, I don't know. If I <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I didn't end up hearing about this until I actually went to the Celtics game and they were honoring him. So That's great. for yeah. that to be like, you know, it, it's so close to like where we are and everything. You're and right. To that, for them to honor him like that, I mean, that just shows like what 
community Boston has right. with their peers and with the community base that we got. Yeah. And and it's it, it's just an amazing site. That's why that's why I personally think like Boston is like all the way up here like it's number 1. So Yeah, I got an East Coast bias as well. <laughs> a lot of people do give our city shit. Our city like we're there. We're a few we're an hour and a half. But like it is it is a beautiful historical city with like a shit ton of just great fucking people and this guy is just like another one. Exactly. So like I'm really proud yeah. to have someone like that in our state. I well said. Thank yeah, you. I couldn't agree more. Thank with you. That. So, I mean, that's that's been the second episode. Um, you got anything else? Uh, just this is a start, guys. We're really starting to find our groove, find our flow. Things will work out. I just want to thank all our listeners, and we really appreciate you. And we're gonna try to give you a five star show every time, and we're just gonna grow and get better. It's not only our second show, but um, we we have a lot of potential. And again. So happy that uh, Jordan um, has agreed to be a member of our show. I know you guys just love hearing her as much as probably me and Live Zone do. So Jordan, again, like thank you so much for believing thank in you. us and being a part of this. Oh my goodness, journey. It, um, it'd be almost impossible for me not to believe in you guys. I mean, I hear you in the studios working. You guys are very driven, and I respect that. And I think those are qualities that are going to take this place far. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate thank that, you. and thank you as well. I personally think that what we got going on, I, I don't know about five star. I, I'm, I'm shooting for the stars and aiming for the moon on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, Damn, all right. I, all right. One up me, uh, dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, right, aiming, I'm aiming for that six star. We're going to be the best podcast in a few years time. I, I, I think that. Okay. Then we got some work to do, man. Yeah. We got some work to do. We're going to get, get chaotic. Let's, let's get chaotic. Let's get chaotic. I like that. See? I like that. This is why we have her, bro. <laughs> this is why we have her. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for more and stay tuned for the next episode when it comes out next week. Yep.